Yo, yo, yo. Oh, wow, you sound right. Do I? Yeah, I got a new fancy microphone, mate. Taking this shit very seriously, mate. Very seriously, indeed. Mate, it's exciting. It took me longer mm. than I thought to set it up, but I think it's actually pretty intuitive. I thought I might be, like, struggling to get to grips with it, but, mate, it's been so far so good. Yeah, I was waiting for a um, a desperate, James, it's not working, but I was quite happy to know that it was... You mean Travis, not James. Oh, Let's dear. just clear that up for the record. Um, but no, it's it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm two seconds. <laughs> I oh, forgot. I'm We're talking about on. alter egos. That's the point. I know, right? Oh, you've, dear. Uh, you've slipped up already straight away, straight out of the gate. Yeah, I didn't bring my alter ego to the table like I was meant to. Oh. No. Oh, oh, well. no. oh, oh wow. <laughs> so next week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see you guys nice uh, see you. yeah good chat great great podcast <laughs> sign it sign we, off uh, I'll see you for the quiz just at eight. get rolling and... well I'm out uh, I was just gonna oh yeah I've been wasted all of my day on that quiz have you is it ready though you, yeah, you psyched I'm, yeah yeah it's, well I'm still getting some uh, last minute resources in which I haven't I haven't been able to gather until now um, resources but yeah I've been working on it since Oh, you you have to wait and see. We'll talk about what the quit. We'll talk about it next week on the podcast. How stupid yeah, we should. Yeah, so just for like listeners, well, everyone's doing these quizzes. Yeah, I know it is kind of, but there's, I get it because it gives you something to do on a Zoom call. Like I know, I know that everybody is sick of Zoom quizzes now. I think there's so many people that are like, oh Jesus Christ, I can't stomach another quiz. But it kind of gives you something to do, and it gives you a reason to get, yeah, get together, doesn't it? So, um. Yeah, but yeah, it, I feel like I feel like the world's gonna run out of facts uh, to to be in these quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's just there's just so many facts that you could put in. It's like, what did Henry VIII have for breakfast uh, on his first day as king? No, no, it, 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 we're gonna be stretching that far. I feel. So, do you? I really hope you're wrong. Yeah, I've had I really to hope think I've said the wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope like, you're wrong. It's like when uh, you turn around to all of us and went. Do you think we're going to run out of jokes? Do you think we're going to stop being funny at some point? <laughs> it was a call. Does there come a point where we're as boring as the parents or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, mate, I was just sitting there thinking one day about it. And I was like, when we get into our 60s and our 70s and our 80s, like, hopefully we'll still be friends. And I... <laughs> yeah, there's a long pause there, wasn't there? I was expecting you to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um, silence. No, but hopefully we'll totally, still be totally. friends. And I, I was just like, there's only so many times you can go over the same jokes before they really do run dry. And then are we going to have any new ones or are we just going to be sitting in an old person's home, eating mushy peas and just staring at each other thinking, yeah, it was fun while it lasted, but I've got no more, no more jokes stocked up. So I think we should. Yeah, I think what I'd be worried about in that situation would be one, one of us turning around and being like... I don't like you when you're not funny. Uh, oh God, that's all we had. <laughs> Humor. Uh, remember that time where we made a podcast? Wasn't that great? <laughs> yeah, we did two episodes uh, and, then, yeah. and then packed so, it. In. That's my word. Yeah, mate, mate, mate. That's the thing, mate. That's the, that's, <laughs> the, that's the beautiful thing about the modern day is that this stuff will hang around forever. You know, we'll always actually. It might be used against us in the future um, as ammunition to take the piss out of us. To be fair. Um, but it will always be there. And then I guess when we're 80, we can stick a podcast on, get the nurse to come in, put one of our podcasts on and sit there, look at each other and, and listen to show. it. 
listen to what we did 60 years ago. Um, yeah, but we're Ooh, off. That then. was us back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, and then we can and then we can release them oh, didn't, we, didn't we sound charming <laughs> you sound like you transitioned as well um in the time um that my alter ego is an old man ah oh, that's what it okay. is that's why so you've been working on it i mean i mean yeah, i'm super excited well, mm, same let's introduce the show actually that's your role oh that's my role okay yeah. cool so this is where we go like jingle you sometimes feel like a moron don't worry we've got one too because we're not that clever but we make it all up with our can-do attitude so if you like a bit of banter with me and this old wanker we've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. That's great, by the way. That honestly, that jingle is quality. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so, welcome everybody who is listening to the uh, Travis Pepper mentoring a moron. All right, Travis Pepper tried to mentor some morons, and by some morons, I mean this moron. Um, Evening, afternoon, hello, in-house moron. Yeah, Luke, Pick, Luke <laughs> He's learning new words. I am indeed. I'm learning new mm. words. I'm, I'm learning about new and exciting things. And we're basically going to hope that you join us, basically, come along with Travis and I and learn some new shit, right? And that's what this is all about. Yeah. So last week we, uh, we exchanged uh, two books for each other to get started on. And we also gave each other an album each, which was a good starting point. Um, it kind of made me realize how long it actually takes to properly listen to an album and how long it actually takes to read a yeah. book properly uh, whilst taking notes. So yeah, it was, it was, it's been a good week. It's a good, good week for a starter week. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And, and some of the learnings right from, from what's gone on so far is that a, it's really difficult to read two books in a week because ultimately I was stupid and, and gave you a book that I hadn't finished. And then you gave me a book that, I have read, but it was two years ago. So I want to go back over it. <laughs> um, and I've not managed to get through. I've finished the alter ego effect um, and we can yeah, definitely talk about that. But what I was thinking is maybe we should like review one book per week because then it gives the other person two weeks to finish their book, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that could, that could be how we do it. Or we we could just touch on where we are um, at different you points. Finished I haven't it, have finished you? the alter ego. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing was, you got um, lost in Mumford and Sons because that's that's a fantastic album. Oh, mate, Look, <laughs> have you listened to that album? Have you, you listened to it? It is. There's so much there, mate. I'm not being funny, right? But you said I'm going to be a little bit mean. But you said, ah, oh, this Death Havana album, like the lyrics, they really got me. That Mumford & Sons album shits all over the Death Havana. If you're talking about lyric, lyrically, um, <laughs> they're, 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 not even, they're not even in the same page for me. Like it's a completely different league. Um, you, the Death yeah. Havana album's good. I was, actually, right. I was actually surprised at how much I enjoyed it. But because we were talking about lyrics, I was like, I'm going to listen to the lyrics. And um of the Death of Anna album, and I was just like, they, 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 they haven't got a patch on it. It's like not even close in my mind, but I'd be interested. I think this is why 
I liked the Mumford and Sons album so much was because I was basically focused on just the lyrics because there wasn't much on the album that musically made me go, wow. What? I was just like, cool. Okay, cool. That, 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 cool again. Oh, he's singing really quiet. He's singing really quiet. He's going to sing really loud. He's going to sing really loud. So I was like, it was like, it's not. That's, that was basically Mumford and Sons just summarized by myself. Sorry to any <laughs> fans but, other than Luke. But lyrically, it is beautiful, right? Yeah, man. I've like, um, I've written so much about it. Just, obviously I need to cut this down because I don't want to be waffling on for, for ages about what I've written, but I can, I, I definitely could easily just <laughs> write a review that people stop reading that two paragraphs in. <laughs> Have you, is that what you, cause that's the thing I, I've not done any notes on it. Um, the death of an album, but this is going to be the difference between you and I, uh, you study music, right? So you are going to dive deep yeah. into every album, every nook and cranny. Whereas I'm going to be like, listen to it and go, yeah, I like it. I didn't like it. And it's going to be very surface level <laughs> for me, but like, <laughs> like I, I've got to admit, mm. I was a bit, of, I was a bit of a twat for the, he, uh, first half of the week, shall we say, because I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this album. I'm going to obviously give it some time. I went on to WikiLeaks, not WikiLeaks, uh, Wiki, what's it called? WikiHow or what's that thing called? Oh, Jesus, come on. Wikipedia? Um, nah, is it Wikipedia? What's that thing called? Oh, when it, oh my God, hang on. It's going to do my head in if I don't. I'm going to just put this down as, um, uh, moron moment in uh, yeah i'll make this there's so <laughs> see when we started this show wiki how that's what i mean you must know wiki how when you're like you've never been on wiki how oh, yeah before. yeah yeah but I, I'm, right. I'm yet to work out how this relates to the album though well because so as we go through the week when you first, when we first came up with the mentor in a moron thing i was like yeah that's really unfair on me because i'm not that stupid mm. but then as we as little things happen i'm like oh christ you're not helping yourself here man um so I went, the, fir- the first thing I did was I went on to WikiHow and I thought, I'm going to type in on WikiHow how to review an album, right? And I'm going to do it properly because this is going to be the answer to all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> right? How to watch a movie. Part, part number one. Guess, guess what part number one is? Oh, wait, you've got it up. Okay. What's, yeah, part, yeah. what's part one? Go on. Part number one, listen to the music. <laughs> Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I was well. listening to the artwork. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so it's obviously got a very nice picture of a guy listening to the music with his headphones on. So I was like, tick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, at l- listen in different places at different times is number two, which I actually did take on board because the first time I listened to it, I was working. And I do think that it's nice to have music on in the background, but when I'm focusing on work, um, I don't give the music, the music as much attention, nowhere near as like, I went for a walk. I went for one of my lockdown, um, walks around like the local the woods near me. And mm. I, I put the album on then. And I, I must admit like walking through the woods, listening to it properly. I was like, I'm definitely taking more in and definitely forming more opinion than just sitting there. Um, advice. Yeah. I get, I do that naturally. So I did that with, uh, Mumford and Sons. So, uh, when I was at work, I just had it on in the background and I was like, oh yeah, I, oh, actually I remember that song from when it was in the charts and stuff like that. And okay. then on, I think it was 
Thursday, I just sat down with the noise cancelling headphones on, just listened to it the whole way through. And Beautiful. then next time I was like, oh, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking at this point. Oh, that was really cool. So I made some notes. So yeah, yeah nice. totally get that. Great point, WikiHack. <laughs> well, number three is familiarize yourself with musical terms. Now, as somebody that studied music, you must surely know what musical terms are. Yes. Yes, can, I do. Can you give me any I musical terms? I know all terms? of them. <laughs> I know all of the um, uh, musical terms. So you could say you like the rhythm. So rhythm, <sighs> yeah? Groove, another musical term. Do you know um, what rhythm is in there? The harmony. Harmony's in there. Ooh. You've got you've got two melody. You've got two out um, of four. Melody texture. is not in there. Texture's not in there. Ly- lyrics. No. Um instrumentation. You've uh, actually spoken about it with Mumford and Sons when you were talking about his singing. Dynamics. No. It says like crescendo. Loud, quiet. Crescendo, so growing or becoming louder. Oh, oh we're going that technical. Well, I mean, Wait, so I mean, it's giving you four. Wait, these are just examples. It's not going like these are the four things you have to focus on. <laughs> Here's a few examples of your four the musical terms. And the you can do. Yeah, well, my right. brain, my brain's not going anywhere further than WikiHow, so I'm just taking on what WikiHow is saying, and that is how I'm going to review albums for this podcast. Okay. Um, so the so four. What, are, what, what the four? What are the four examples? Beat, crescendo, harmony, and tempo. But mm. it says beat, and then it says in brackets the regular rhythmic pattern of the music crescendo it says growing or becoming louder harmony um the simultaneous sounding of two or more notes in as a vocal harmony and then tempo the speed of the music so okay cool so when we get round to looking at uh death of Anna, all these countless nights i will want you to oh, specify shit. what you thought about the beat the crescendo um so yeah so well, you've just told me this is all you did yeah well then i i, I did genuinely look at wiki how before and then i kind of put it pushed it to the side but it's it, basically advice number four is to write down your reactions and advice number five is to notice what stands out so i can do that one because there's lots of guitars in it so <laughs> <laughs> death of anna album has lots of guitars in it <laughs> Review by Luke Pitkin, the Travis Pepper show, <laughs> then through in the morn. <laughs> oh dear. Well, Wait, yeah, it gets, to be honest. It gets worse. There is more oh, to this story. It doesn't it doesn't end there. Oh, no, it doesn't. Because I I I am an avid user of Spotify, um, other music and audio um what's the word for it? Streaming sites are available, but I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Spotify. Um, and I was like, okay, so you gave me the album, all these countless nights. So I went in and I started listening to this album. And as I say, I was listening to it whilst I was working. So I kind of wasn't taking it in and listened through to it once. And I thought, my God, this, uh, this is quite a long album, 27 songs on this album. So I was like, Jesus, he's given me a, he's given me a task here. So I was like, I'm going to take it around the woods and I'm going to, give it a second listen at some point this week, taking it around right. the woods and listening to it again. I'm starting to notice that so I'm, I'm like, I'm sure I've heard some of these lyrics before. I look back at what I'm listening to. Oh dear. I know what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
<laughs> you listen to the reworked version where there's two different versions of the album in uh, yes. one where they rewrote yeah. all the songs <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was worried this would happen but i that i um i thought you found it and uh put the link in and everything so i thought nah it, it, this is foolproof <laughs> <laughs> well think again um so yeah. we so right. weirdly, because that's the thing, right? I was listening to this album and I was like, Travis has made a specific point that the lyrics on this album really stand out to him. And the song Trigger, the chorus is, I have the gun and you've pulled the trigger. And he keeps repeating that over and over and over again, maybe five or six times. That's what he sings throughout the chorus. It's obviously the reworked version. So I was like, these lyrics are shit. I was like, what is he thinking? You know, it's I've, I've got a gun. <laughs> Can you pull the trigger? I'm like, that's not groundbreaking. And then I actually realized, oh, okay, if I listen to the original one, it's different lyrics and it's a completely different vibe. So <laughs> yeah, my week's been a bit confused yeah. with your album, but I did like it. And I, I, I felt, um, you, me at six, that's what I thought of. Is that fair? Yeah, well, they came from the same kind of um, Kerrang era. And um, both of them went into a bit more of a rocky sound as opposed to like a pop punky, like um, teenager sound. So, yeah, I could definitely see that parallel uh, drawn yeah. as well. I, I, I was looking at, um, I was making note of albums that I've uh, were quite significant to me um, for this podcast and I saw you at six and I, I remembered that when we were driving down to Bude that you, um, you actually liked some albums of you at six. And I was just like, yeah, you what? No. And oh. it just, it just seemed like an overlap, which I never thought would happen between our music tastes. So I was, uh, I was quite impressed. Yeah. The, the only, I, I think you and I will overlap on a lot of stuff. I think where you've got the, the, the whole metal, is it metal and scream? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. That that kind of genre, which is where I kind of where I kind of tuck my tail between my legs and run away because um, I'm a little bit like oh I can't it's a bit scary and shouty for me I don't like it um, so we <laughs> like so that's where we will have a, oh, a division yeah. but um, yeah apart from that I think a, a lot of the stuff that we mm. recommend each other will like but go on give me some um, now that you've heard the wiki how advice on how to review an album. Um, what did you think of? You can you can use that knowledge to tell me what you thought of Mumford and Sons, right? So so I've got to use beat, crescendo, harmony, and tempo. Well, advice the lyrics. Part one: did, <laughs> did you listen to the music? We've covered that off. You listened at different times. Yeah, I definitely listened to the music, and it was yeah. You're right: beat, crescendo, mm. harmony, and tempo. Oh, okay. Um, well, the thing is, I focused on the lyrics. We'll do lyrics then. Our musical stand-up. So, all right. So, what stood out for me, right, straight off the bat, in the first song, Sign No More, on the album, is that it reminded me that you said that the lyrics were absolute poetry. That's what you said. That's yes, what, um, I did. When you said you first listened to it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, because when I first listened to it, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've heard this line before somewhere. And... Basically, the entire album is quoting Shakespeare. So, like the first song on the album was a Shakespeare quote, which I thought was like for 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 a modern day band to immediately start with like Shakespeare as an influence is quite uh, ambitious, really. But 
what I thought was a theme through the entire album is that they rom- like he romanticizes everything, like mm-hmm. even the like, things with religion and stuff like that, mistakes that he's made. Like he romanticizes all of it, which is basically what Shakespeare did with his work. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I like what, where they're going for. Um, so like he, so they romanticize a lot of like turmoil, like things going wrong. Cause I think like, if you listen to like a uh, read a romantic book or something, there's like a, you, you, at the end you win or something, unless it's like a, like a sad book at the end, like you win. And so he uses this to address stuff like loneliness and, you know, making mistakes and fucking up and stuff like that. Some of the mm-hmm. lyrics. I don't like if any other genre had like used Shakespeare lyrics, I don't think it would have worked, but because it's like this uh, folk style vocal that all layers up, it's kind of gospel-y and at points as well. So, and uh, the crescendos and stuff in there with the vocals Ah, makes it seem really, really powerful. Cool. So um, I like that. in the first so in the first song still like i'm still on the first song in the verses it talks about like how he has cheated and like he's been like like the infidelity and stuff but then he switches in the choruses and starts talking about you know love will not betray you dismay you slave you it will Um, set you free even though even though he's just talked about how he's ruined it for like other people and for himself and it just reminded mm-hmm. me of like when i was like a teenager and i just like dive headfirst into relationships that probably weren't the best for me but because i was approaching it with no brain just like um this a romantic moron. style approach yeah like being a moron <laughs> um it just kind of reminded me of that and there was a lot of nostalgia in the album as well like um winter winds was my favorite on the album great track that's um, a wicked track yeah. Like big fan. The first line. I, I don't know if it's the melody, the rhythm, combination of everything or even the lyrics, but like that first line just melts me. Like Yeah. As, as the winter winds lift the London with lonely hearts, the warmth in your um eyes swept me uh, into the warmth your arms. in your eyes led me into your arms. Yeah. I was like I was like, "Whoa, that is that is big. That, that's big." And like again with like switching between different sides of the story, the entire chorus is it's the opposite of what you usually get in romantic songs. So he's talking about, um, your, what is it? Your head, uh, and my heart, my head told my heart, let love grow. But my heart told my head this time. No, usually it's your heart that's going, Oh yeah, let's just go for it. You know, and your head's being irrational, but it's the other way around this time. Like his head saying, you know, this is actually good for you. This is, this might be good for you. You know, this person, this experience, this time and the heart's just like, I'm not up Mm. for it. I can't do it. I can't take this. And I'm like, yeah, that like, that reminded me of like previous relationships and stuff, which I thought was really cool. And just listening to that song, I don't know if this is going to resonate with anyone else, but just listening to that song, it reminded me of that, that one day that you sometimes have around the Christmas, like holidays where you didn't manage to organize um, a reunion for that particular day with your friends. So you've got like the entire day to do one chore, like one errand to run and you just take your time and you just, you walk, it's, it's cold, it's Christmas, you know, people are busy doing their things and you've just got like one thing to do. 
and you're just aimlessly walking around like places where you don't live anymore because you moved away. Well, I know you don't. Uh, well, you lived away in like um, uh, Australia and stuff like in that. In a hot country, but, yeah. Like, yeah. So then coming back and stuff being like, whoa, everyone's kind of got their own lives going on here and stuff like that, which I thought was awesome. And it, it has the best lyric on the album, actually. What, the Winter Wind song? Yeah. Um, if your strife strikes at your sleep, remember spring swaps snow for leaves. Whoa. And then there's a trumpet solo afterwards. Like, how good's that? The real funny thing is, right, you've done this amazing review there of one song and how it makes you feel and da-da-da-da-da. If you'd asked me, I mean, I love that song and I love the opening line, but I would have said, yeah, I really like that little trumpety bit. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that would have been my review. Um, <laughs> that's the end of my review. A lot of little yeah. trumpety bit as well. That's great. Yeah, it is great. And yeah, it's an no. amazing album that I really think. I'm glad you like it because that I came in with a big swing and if you'd have put if you'd have put that to mm. bed and said it was shit, it would have hurt me because I would say that's in my top five albums. Sign No More by Mumford and Sons. Um, it's yeah. in my top, top five all-time albums. So I came in swinging. Dust Bowl Dance for me is uh, another one that I really liked. That was another yeah. favorite of mine. Yeah. Dust Bowl Dance and White Blank Page were my two other favorites. Dust Bowl Dance, y- you reminded me of this as well because I it's got like this little... I don't know where you're going. Um, here. It's got this little sh- shuffle beat and it's got really nice guitar sound. And what I was imagining was like, uh, like a Western moving away from a barren land or something, leaving everything behind. And I thought it could be like a theme to like a Tarantino movie style thing. And I remember okay. you mentioning that Tarantino is one of your, one of your favorites, but I just imagined it as like, yeah. like a theme, which is just like, really western cowboy guitars just has this one song in it that's the theme and i was like oh that could work really really well yeah it's a good song so i think you know you said about favorite yeah. line as well i don't i do you know what i can't remember this is bad i can't remember what track um this is on because i've not listened to the well, album i've got so many notes maybe i could even uh, tell you which it's track it's on. It, the, the line is in these i think it is in these bodies we will live in these bodies, we will die where you invest your love, you invest your life. That, um, that, uh, that lyric always got me. I was just like, that is really good. Um, that is awake. My soul. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It is. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, that was one of the more optimistic songs on the album. Like it was, it was towards the end of the album. And he's just had this entire album talking about, Oh, I screwed this up my friend's not doing well, you know, we're trying to make everything better. And then you get to awake my soul. And it's like, it's like the kind of like, come on everyone. Like we can, like we can actually do this sort of thing. Right. Um, okay. Which you can actually tell with that, that lyric, which I liked. I thought that was yeah, a yeah. great contrast. Um, no, that's very good. And I think it should have ended on a uh, dust bowl dance. Cause um, I wasn't, a, wasn't a fan of the last song on the album. After the storm. Yeah. yeah. It's quite slow that, isn't it? It's very, yeah. Very drab ending. Get that. It sounded like just default Montford and Sons. It was just like it, it didn't. Have, it didn't have as much depth to it as some of the other songs, which were a bit more specific about things that he's gone through and stuff. Um, and I was like, "Yes, this is a Montford and Song song." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, cool, mate. This is this is wicked. But yeah, <laughs> that was the um, uh, the album. There were also some really cool guitar parts um, as well. Little, there's a little jig at the beginning of "Roll Away Your Stone." Mm-hmm. Roll Away Your Stone is a Marmite song for me. Like, 
the different parts. I, I like get the little beginning of the guitar bit, and the rest, the rest of the song, I'm like, mm, yeah, mm, it's not the chorus I want. And then it just gets to the one bit at the end where he says, um, uh, "Newly, newly impassioned soul," and it's like really big, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I've been yeah. waiting for this entire song. Yeah, okay, nice. So, yeah, you know, it's a bit strange, but in the sense of the album, it's cool. Do you know what's interesting is that we haven't spoken about um, we haven't spoken about the two biggest tracks on the album in terms of the one the ones that were uh, in the charts, right? Because Little Lion Man and The Cave, I, I think, are the two that probably did the best in the charts. Um, I'm just that's a guess, so don't hold yeah, that hold yeah. me against that. Yeah, yeah, and that's they the did. funny thing we've spoken about all of these other tracks, but actually the two that went into the charts and did well in the charts mm. are, are The Cave and little lion man um so it goes to show you like how much is in the album yeah that is just wicked i thought um the cave would resonate with you um quite a bit because it's about kind of taking responsibility for your own life and just like stepping up and getting things done um which i quite i quite liked um about it and that kind of made me think oh it's not exactly like life advice, but it's a similar mentality. It's quite, it's, it's a song with some of the more, most religious references in it, which, um, I, I could pick out quite easily, but I'd really love to see it live. Oh, mate. Like that, well, that, do you know that, what? That's, I, what I, that's what I wrote down. What I was going to say there, it's actually the cave reminds me of seeing them live. So I saw them at Glastonbury. It'll be 10 years ago this summer, actually. I saw them at Glastonbury in mm-hmm. the John Peel tent and that song, the cave, it just went off. It was like a barnyard dance. It was just crazy. It was, it was amazing. Like everybody just was on the same vibe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and they had the, the little brass section and they had those guys up there on stage with them. Um, and it was, and it was just wicked. It was, it's, I feel like they are such a different vibe of a, of an artist to go and see live. Like, because I've seen so many bands that are your typical, you know, Arctic monkeys, the kooks, razor, like Kasabian, Kaiser chiefs, those types of bands, which all are kind of of the same. I know that I'm not doing them justice, but they're all kind of of a similar. Yeah. They're all kind of that genre. That's what I'm trying to get at. And, and Mumford and sons are just different. And yeah, to go into a, a tent in Glastonbury and like people doing barnyard dance stuff, um, is that what you call it? Is it a dozy doe? I don't know what it is called. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess like it's everyone, <laughs> everyone's kind of like bouncing one foot to the other, just yeah, kind of swinging around each other. No, it's it, I don't think you've got to give credit to genres like that where you can you can do those kind of dances. Like you can have like I have albums that are like my favorite albums, but I I can't have a good time with other people to those albums, but stuff like this, like folk where it's got like some dancey bits and like, you could see a proper good set. I'd have a great time with a group of people seeing that show. And that's, it doesn't make any it better or worse than any other album, but that's a feature that you get from this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Usually found in the beat and the, the, the tempo of the songs. So. There we go. Well, I, in my week, have created a, this was an idea I was going to throw at you. I've obviously created a, a playlist, um, which is the Travis Peppers Mentor in a Moron <laughs> playlist, where we can chuck it. I was thinking every week we should, you and I, say, does this album go in the playlist or does it not? And, um, you know, because like, if, if people do start listening yeah. week, week by week, we'll be dropping them on there week by week. Like, 
it'll be easy for people to just go and, yeah. and catch up. And it's good for, it, I tell you what, it is good for you and I. It's good for you and I in terms of actually, okay, they'll still, they'll all sit in the same order. So it'd be like, this was the first two that we did, then this was the next one, blah, blah, blah. Like you can just see it. It keeps track of it. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, if you were to ask me, does Sign No More by Mumford and Sons go into the Travis Pepper library? I would say yes. Yes, it does. That was is is a great album. Um, yeah, I thought the lyrics were cool, ambitious, um, really well adapted for modern world, and the music was fun with a couple of standouts. I'd put it in the library. All right, wicked. It's done. It's going in. It is going in. And I, I would say, mate, I would actually say the same thing about your album as well um i've not got as much i, I i've not got as much in-depth reasoning after you just shit on it about the lyrics you're like yep yep that's going in oh, no, i love shit the reason <laughs> I, if you listen to me i said I, I was shitting on the lyrics because um in the comparison n- no not in the comparison because i was listening to, to the rework version i was listening to the rework version oh, right. so, yeah. and the reworked <laughs> version that the lyrics aren't anywhere near as good as the actual album so when i discovered that i'd been listening to the wrong versions of the song and switched to the originals i was like oh actually now i see it so i do see it i don't i still don't think it's as good the, well i was going to say because the the reworks um don't flow as well as an album because they've kind of taken them in different genre directions so it's a bit more all over the place than the original album so i'd say it's more difficult to listen to um so i I should have given you more of a heads up (laughs) that's all right it's fine but there's from from the reworked album ashes to ashes and sing i actually preferred i love ashes to ashes from the reworked version i think it's wicked i think it's way better um it has a um sing they do like really pokey kind of thing yeah, it's good. Um, that really. Yeah, that's 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 actually really interesting. Like, which you prefer yeah, the, and stuff. There's some mm, stuff where they push the boat out, and I was a bit like, Meh. yeah, it had it had a Bastille okay, was, kind of. What thing. did you like about the? Um, well, Ashes to Ashes had a Bastille kind of thing. Yeah, like that open that opening kind of noise. I don't know what it is. It's a, to me, it's a noise. But like the, the opening sound, it kind of felt <laughs> like a. It kind of felt like a Bastille vibe, and then he started singing and stuff. I think he says something about being sick of the traffic, right? He's like, um, "I'm getting, yeah." He, he does say something to do with traffic, I'm sure. Um, it shows you how yeah, much I'm getting I sick of the traffic and all of the. I'm getting sick of the traffic and all the bills that I've never paid, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, um, but then he starts singing, and I was like, "Okay, that's very Yumi at six. Um, but yeah, I had a Bastille Yumi at six feel to it. I liked it. I, I could listen to it like the whole way through it. The way you were saying like Mumford and Sons is samey. I kind of felt like that with this. I kind of felt like it was very samey. Um, he knows his sound mm. and he stick and he sticks to it. And and there wasn't anything, you know, like when you say some of the Mumford and Sons ones, they build and then they explode and they go off in a kind of like different direction. And some of the songs like Dust Bowl Dance are really quiet and they're really like, they're really mellow. Um, but I felt with him, it was just kind of like the same vibe, um, the same kind of feel, the same kind of tempo. Mm. Um, but I didn't dislike it. You know, I didn't dislike it at all. Um, but it wouldn't it wouldn't get near my kind of like top artists, but I would definitely put it in the playlist. I'd definitely listen to it again, um, for sure. That's cool. The, the original, not the reworked one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is very, very cool. That's cool. Did you have a standout for like song from the 
original album. Like, I know you said you like the reworked versions of Sing and Ashes and Ashes. Ashes to Ashes. Yeah, I, I, I like I like um, Ashes to Ashes on the original album as well. Um, I also like mm-hmm. Like a Ghost. I like I like St. Paul's um, and I like Seattle. Cool. Yeah, there was quite a few on there that I liked, mate. Again, there you... There was quite a few on there that I liked. You pointed out uh, the three that you liked weren't any of the singles. Um, well, any of the um, like ones with music videos and stuff. They were interesting. Albums, so that's quite cool that you've picked those out as well. We're diving in. We are diving I in. I really like that. And this is what's cool about this podcast for me. Like, I'm going to listen to stuff. Like, I never heard of those. You know, I know I said it last week and it sounded like a joke, but I genuinely never heard of Death of Anna. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> and, it and it opened my eyes to something new. So... That's cool. Um, but what, what, what are we going to do? I gave Mumford and Sons more of a chance as well. So Yeah, because I th- this is the thing with you, Travis. You're so edgy and cool that I'm going to probably give you a lot of stuff that's mainstream that you would maybe not give a chance because it's in the charts. Does that make sense? Um, I, I, I love a lot of stuff that's in the charts, um, to be honest. Like I'm really loving... Uh, like the new Dua Lipa stuff. Uh, I think she's awesome. Um, I love the Harry Styles latest album. I really love that kind of stuff. Um, See, I don't. That's interesting. It's like, <clears throat> the reason why bands release singles is to give you an idea of the album, or at least that's what it used to be. And if I've heard a load of singles, then... I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to listen to something unless someone recommended it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's good that that's getting recommended and I can go back and have a listen to stuff that might pass me by. So that's good. Yeah, cool. So let's talk, let's talk books, man. Um, what are we going to do? Well, how about we talk, I, um, and well, you, we talk about what we've experienced from the alter ego so far, because I've got quite a few things that stood out to me that you were, kind of talking about mm-hmm. with your um because you because you mentioned some concerns about the not well not, not concerns but you posed a question straight off the bat about um putting together this alter ego so that you could be the best um like in a certain area or certain field but with you you found that with working with clients and stuff it's all about honesty so you were kind of toying with this idea that it it, it might not be necessarily honest um so that was something a question that you brought up uh when you recommended the book so and i kind of i quite early on in the book i I kind of dismissed that and i was like well no that's not what he's on about at all but then i kind of came back to it at different points as well because i'm about um about halfway through the book now um so it's an interesting one it's is the whole fake? It's the it's the fake it till you make it debate, right? And people buy people buy into transparency, um, honesty, genuine people, um, and it, yeah, that is the question: is is changing your personality and creating this alter ego? Is that giving them a transparent, um, authentic version of you? Uh, I don't know. Like he argues, he argues in the book that you're just kind of bringing out the best you're just bringing out the best side of you rather than changing your personality. Mm. But then he talks a lot in the book about, you know, picking certain people and people that you idolize. He even says about animals as well, like picking an animal that you like this, that, you know, the traits, the stereotypical traits of the animal 
or there's a person that you respect mm. and look up to, whether that's a family member or he's Oprah Winfrey. And I think if you're kind of looking at that person and then saying, I'm going to take on board those personality traits, I don't know. It's, it's a real weird one. It's a real weird, weird yeah, one. Yeah, so but- the, bits that, the bits that made more sense for me um, with that, so there was um, the idea that instead of it being like you're creating a whole new personality, um, what he talked about, which I kind of understood quite well, was that you're um, – you know, you're, you're putting your best self forward, but what he spoke about was there's, there's aspects of what you think are you. There's there's lots of different things that make up you. And some of those get in the way of each other. And so like, you could be a confident person, but you're really concerned about, you know, how you appear in like a certain area or something like that, like at work or something. And those are two things that, you know, make you, but one of them's getting in the way of the other. And so, uh, when he thought, spoke about building that, um, that, that alter ego, one of the examples he gave was the the tennis player who's a really fair, considerate person, but that meant that she was throwing matches and stuff because, Mm -hmm. um, she was doing that. Now she's, she is a fair person, but what she needed to bring to the table at that point was, um, um, that was getting in the way. Now, that's the example. I don't necessarily agree with that because what I was what I was concerned about with the book was um, was it really resolving issues? And a lot of the examples that you gave, I kind of went, well, now that you've now that you found that that's the problem, do you need an alter ego to deal with that, or are you just aware of it you know so mm. i was trying to work out the benefit of that because for me you know he's talking about this person who wants things to be fair and she's throwing matches because of it well we, to me i mean the first thing the approach to that would be well it would be unfair for the other person if you throw the match because it's not a genuine win and that way you mm-hmm. can still be yourself and that so do you need the alter ego which was kind yeah. of um yeah but he accidentally quotes batman in there I don't know if you know. Does he? It's basically a Batman quote, but it's like, it's it's not, it's the Batman quote. He's like, it's not who I am. It's what I do that matters. And so he's, which I quite, I really like that because he said, you know, you're, you are, you are the, basically the sum of your actions, which is what I believe as well in the sense that you might well be a kind person, but if you, if if you don't take the opportunity to be kind to people, then are you a kind, like, are you a kind person Like you, you have this inside, but you need to be able to do it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's what you do with that, which mm. is a quite interesting way of thinking it. And that's how I try to like align myself with it. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm a, I'm someone who's uh, really supportive of my friends. And I try to check in and go, have you recently? And I went, Oh God, no. All right. I need to step up and be <laughs> me. So I, maybe that's like an alter ego thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's me accidentally making an alter ego. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed the book and I'd say it's worth, it is worth a read. Um, you, you know me and I see the world through a very black and white lens. Like it either is or it isn't to me. A lot of the time mm. it's binary. That's the way I see the world. And, and I struggle with, with psychology in the sense that it's, you know, 
it's different for everyone in you know there's not really a right answer in some cases because everybody's unique and that does my head in i need to know is it is it black or is it white and i struggle with the whole with this book i struggle with the whole creating the alter ego like the the mm. the part i don't know if you've got to that part yet but he he says there's kind of um certain sections to build an alter ego the first is to like start with superpowers the second part is to choose something or someone that you admire um, and the third thing that can prompt you into building it is 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 the person right in front of you so if you don't there may be somebody like your one of your grandparents has done something amazing and you want to take inspiration from that as your alter ego rather than choosing somebody like will smith or whatever but when it said like start with superpowers for me i'm like oh i don't i don't know I don't know if I want to play that game because my I'm not my my brain doesn't work like that because ultimately what the book is saying to me the underlying premise is that in my head we all have limiting beliefs and if you have a limiting belief about something it's going to get in the way of what you want like mm-hmm. I am a I'm an avid believer that the first step to achieving anything is you've got to believe it if you don't believe it and you don't actually believe in your heart of hearts that you can achieve it it's game over like it's just game over your head your head's not in the right place and it needs to be so this helps this creating this alter ego can help somebody to lift that limiting belief which i think is really cool you know it, it could actually you know somebody that's sitting there and saying oh i can't start this business or i can't run a 10k and then they pretend they're mo farrah and they run a 10k great like you've lifted that limiting belief but for me it just came back to the fact of actually focus on believing in yourself and lifting that limiting belief. I don't I don't need to create a character to play. I don't need to create a character, mm. I don't think. But for me personally, what was good about the yeah, book so is the- it, that, that reminder of lifting that limiting belief. Um, so I'll do that without potentially kind of creating the character that goes with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I think... I think he uses an example which is kind of close to that, but he's, he mentions at points that people actually find out that <laughs> it sounds cheesy, but, oh, I was the superhero all along. Like, it, it wasn't yeah. someone else doing it. It was me. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and he used Beyonce as an example. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I get that. And I think, I don't know if other people do this, but I find, I don't know if it's like, it's going to sound like I've got, maybe a disorder here, but like the, I put different versions of myself forward in different scenarios. And I've, I've been concerned before, like if like, am I being dishonest or, you know, am I trying to be someone I'm not? And so I've toyed with that as well, but no, there's just, there's just so many, aspects of me like i'm a complex human being you know Uh, there's so many aspects of me (laughs) that i can't be i can't be all of them at once and i think it's like picking the best for certain scenarios so you know there's like there's a responsible james there's a time to have fun james there's a uh sympathetic and um sorry travis Travis. there's travis yeah my bad (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, there's, you know, and there's Travis Pepper, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, I, I can't, I can't get up, on, I can't get up on stage and perform in a band whilst being sensitive, James. Like, that's not going to work. I need to be the version of me that's ready to perform. So I get that, but I've never, ever seen it as like an alter ego or a character. 
it's more like a, like a slightly adjusting shape of myself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It it doesn't. It doesn't because I'm just so simple. Like I am one human being, and I I I I get up and I do the same thing every day, and I don't have these other sides. I'm very what you see is what you get, and I I just live as me, and (laughs) you know what I mean. I just get on with life. Um, so I'm very constant, and I think that makes you really reliable as well. Uh, like I I know (laughs) I know that I could come to you with something, and I I can know what kind of reaction I'll get. Because it's you, mm. yeah. So they, I, I see they, a benefit of that as well. I can't. They used to have a nickname for me. At, um, oh, I can't think of what it was called now. At my old work, but it basically was like with Luke. You just whether he's doing really well with work and he's he's doing he's got great sales numbers, or whether the sales numbers are really bad. I was always just level. Do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't get excited and scream and show off when I was doing well. But if I was doing bad, I also wouldn't get down and wouldn't panic. I stay at a very like placid level. Um, and I just maintain that. So again, it, it, that's why the book doesn't resonate with me massively is because I think I'm very, and it, maybe it's lucky. I'm very comfortable with who I am and I'm very comfortable with my capabilities and what I can and can't do. So I just live my life every day as me, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not. That's I'm not very deep, and I'm not very emotional. That's my problem, right? Whereas you're saying you've got all these different versions. I deal with every situation in the same way, which, as you know, doesn't always work out in my favor. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that, I, I, it's it it helps to pros and cons, aren't there? You know, always. And everyone's different. Any kind of approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it works differently for other people. I'd say the other thing was about the alter ego thing is because he's, he's already from the get go, he's talking about a field of play, a place, a part that you want to improve. Yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't got that significant thing, then I don't think the book's going to help you much. It will be interesting, but if you don't have a goal, like you said, or somewhere where you need to improve, like if you haven't hit a wall, like but everyone needs to improve. Most of the people creating them. They do, yeah. But if you're, I feel like the alter ego helped when you were not improving. So if you're improving, so like for example, if I take my job, yeah, there's so much stuff to do, but I'm not hitting any walls and I don't, I don't need to, I don't know, like I know why I'm not as good and I know how to deal with it and therefore I'm dealing with it and therefore I'm improving. Um, yeah. But if I got to the point where I was like, this isn't working, like I, I see where I want to be, but I just can't get there. Then it might be a bit more interesting to um, uh, make this old ego because I have this field of play in which I want to improve. Yeah. Um, but if there's, if there's, and also if you're not sure what that is, then I don't know. Well, do, could- you, do you make an old ego because you're crap at washing up? Like, well, y- well yeah, probably not. That- I mean, that's what he says, though, in, in, in the book, in which I thought is really interesting, is he doesn't talk about a field of play as just being like uh, your football pitch or work or things you want to achieve. It can be your home life. And that's what I thought was quite clever mm. about the book is that he's saying, well, you might be really good in the business world and you might be a CEO of a company and you might be smashing it. You, you don't need an alter ego for that because that's you and what you do, but you're a shit dad. You go yeah. home and you don't do the washing up and you don't play with your kids and you just don't do that. So your, your, <laughs> alter, your, your alter ego needs to be created to make you a better dad, which I thought was quite powerful. I thought that was quite a good um, spin actually that I wasn't expecting. 
And he mentions that quite early on, which was quite good for that, which is good. But like, what I'm saying is that if it's, if it's just the washing up, maybe not, but then obviously if it's a significant part of your life, um, then this is a tool that you could use. And I think that's very relevant and lots of people would um, maybe benefit from that. But um, yeah, if you're not, I don't know, if you're still working out what you want to do, because I think he got he got in a bit of a paradox at points with um, someone saying, someone beating themselves up because they are, I don't know, a tennis player and they're failing at tennis. Um, by creating the alter ego, you create a separate thing which you can disconnect from a little bit so you mm-hmm. don't take criticism that hard you don't take failure that hard and you can get back in there and get going which i think mm-hmm. is quite cool but then he always concludes it with like and they were the tennis player all along or something like that and it's a bit more um oh so should they be beating themselves up a bit more or not mm. like, i don't think you should but it's kind of like a, a loop to get back. And if it's gone well, it seems like it will work. Yeah. But the other thing that I was not worried about, but I'd be interested to see if this has any correlation, but there's also the um, thing of like accountability. So I, I don't, it doesn't mention it so far that I've seen it, but creating an alter ego for bad quote reasons, like, you 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 wouldn't commit a crime, but you kind of want to. So you create an alter ego who would be able to create the crime. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'd be interested to know. If, like, yeah, he doesn't do that. Actually. That is a that, that criminals or something take. You know. Yeah, if somebody's desperate, um, if somebody's desperate, and they need to do something. Yeah, you're right. They might create an alter ego. Um, but like all the examples he uses are positive. Yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in general, like if you're somebody that. Uh, can dive into that imagination and this is going to help you lift and give you that belief that you can go on to do something. I think that's powerful. And I think that's not a bad thing. Um, he does, he does have a little bit of science in there as well. Um, I don't know if you've got that far uh, where he talks about the, um, the study where they put people into a lab coat because I thought that part was actually very interesting. Um, have you, have you done that yet? Oh, right. I don't think so. No, the one that I've looked at it. Well, the one I've got to is the, the kids being told to tackle a problem as a superhero and like how fast okay. they can do it compared to the other ones. But this lab yeah. coat thing, like I'm, I can already see where it's going, but yeah. Yeah. So they, they had three different groups and they, and they got them to come in and like do a, a cognitive test. Um, one group didn't wear a lab coat. Um, one group, the second group did wear the lab coat, but they were told that it was like a, a painter's coat or an artist or an artist's like coat. And the third mm-hmm. group were told that the coat was a doctor's coat. Um, and interestingly, mm-hmm. what I thought was interesting about that study, the results came back that the, there was the, the guys that wore the coat and thought it was a doctor's coat performed best. And the guys that wore there was wore the coat and thought it was an artist coat didn't significantly improve their score compared to the people that weren't wearing any coat at all. So I thought it was actually that was really interesting to know that it's not just the coat; it's actually what you think of the coat, what you symbolise it to, has helped you to then cognitively perform better. Um, I thought I thought that was really interesting because it obviously goes to say that it's not 
not just kind of because he, he talks about totems and he talks about carrying a pebble or wearing a ring or something that you have on you that reminds you and, and kicks you into that alter ego mode it's like the switch yeah he had his uh, glasses um he had that. his glasses yeah so that like clark kent and like martin luther king he had his glasses but what i thought was then really interesting is actually the glasses or the coat in the case of the study isn't enough you need to attribute it to something that has that kind of power or that kind of meaning. Because if you just put glasses on because you've read it in the book and it means nothing to you, it's not going to work. You actually have to kind of do that thought process. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? What is that going to be? And uh, what 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 is my item going to be? And, and how is it going to affect you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's definitely worth a read. And I'm definitely going to take things from it and I'm going to implement them and I'm going to use them for sure. Um, but mm. I don't know as I'm going to rush to create um a complete alter ego but but weirdly one thing that did strike me is i when i talk to myself i talk to myself a lot which i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i will always <laughs> i will always like if i'm doing what, you could do this podcast on your own <laughs> oh, absolutely and it'd be double the length because there's no there's no one to stop me <laughs> three hours drags by um but i will always call myself pitkin like I'll always say picking, like if I'm in the gym or if I'm, I'm like, come on, picking, like sort your head out. Like you can do this picking. I will always say that. And I thought, I wonder if that is me tapping into that a little bit of like calling myself picking and that's triggering me to be like, look, you can right. do it. Yeah. And, and I've never thought of that as like, oh, my alter ego is picking. I've never once gone like, but when I was reading this book, I was like, oh shit, if I'm in the gym and I'm trying to push that extra little bit, like, picking, pull yourself together while I'm running. I will, I will do that. Um, so that was a little bit where I kind of resonated and went, oh, maybe, maybe I slightly do that, but I don't, I don't create a different character. Picking is just yeah. the, the version of me that can do it. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, that makes sense. And he uses examples in the book of like people who've taken their middle name or their. Well, no, he he took his first name. No middle back. name. So he so he went by his his middle name. Um, in life but then when he wanted to be this person he took his first name back and was like yeah so that's how we did it which was cool but I think you've inspired me a little bit here with your picking thing and what I might try and do now is um, if I find myself struggling with I don't know let's say a workout or I don't know somewhere where I need to just pull myself together I might just go Come on, Travis, you know. Come on, Travis. Yeah. Do it, sort of thing. Like, come on, yeah. Eileen. Come, come on, Travis. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, uh, but that's it. That's a really good point. And I think that just kind of summarizes the book for me perfectly there is that actually maybe it's not a bad thing to have a version of you that believes in himself and actually thinks, yes, I can achieve anything and yes, I can do it. So, you know, you, you use that. So in, in my example, Pitkin, that's the guy that believes that he can – do whatever he needs to do, run 50 miles, win, win at life. Um, and he's not a made up character, but he's just that, that's, he's just that version of you that actually thinks, yeah, anything's possible. And then Luke is for the Friday night when I'm sitting at home alone, eating chocolate, drinking red wine and crying. And that's Luke. Um, oh, that's so maybe, nice. Yeah, I know. Right? He I'm lives his it. best life. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, maybe, maybe that's you, what you, I <laughs> because let's be real right we all have those days where you know i said i'm, I'm very kind of straight laced the whole time and I don't, I don't have many ups and downs but of course you always have those days when you feel a little bit less motivated than others so maybe it's not a bad thing to have this yeah 
this this character in your head of the person that can achieve anything, but it doesn't have to be your hamster's sister's dog that's got the powers of Superman that can fly because for me that just gets yeah, a little bit arty-farty. Why does your hamster have a dog? Uh, is that what I said? <laughs> I don't know what I said. You said your ham- so, so the sister of your hamster, which I'm assuming is a hamster. <laughs> the oh, sister I, I don't know if I'm your- jumping to conclusions. So the sister of the hamster's Sister of the hamster's dog is your old. Well, if this is a, if this is that can fly, if your alter ego is a dog that's owned by a hamster, I <laughs> like. What are your priorities? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh. Mate, that's that's a perfect way to like put a close to that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hamster's dog, because we've been chatting so. Basically, we've done a lot of Mumford and Sons. We've done a little bit of Death of Anna. Yeah. We've done uh, quite a bit of the alter ego effect. Um, next, we still week, need to finish the book as well. <laughs> yeah. So next week we can talk about um, we can talk about old Dale. Yeah. Dale Carnegie. How to win, how, yeah, Dale Carnegie. How to win friends and influence people. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want me? Do you mm-hmm. want? Do you want me to fire more music at you? Yeah, do you want some new music as well? I've got I've got things that I could dip into here, but um, I also have some. I don't know how how's the book going for you? Do you think you'll be able to do it by next week? Could I give you maybe like a YouTube channel or a guy to do some research on? Which, yeah, what cool. are you feeling? Well, mate, do you know what I've like? To be honest, I've not picked. Obviously, I've read the book before. It's two years ago, so I'm going to start it again. I only finished the alter ego effect yesterday, so I need to read. Um, how to win friends and influence people in a week. So I'll see how I go. Um, so I've got a, enough there to be reading. Um, so the music or something, I, or something I can listen to would be yeah. quite good. Yeah, it's a good, good, good plan. So, do you? I, I'd like some more, new, uh, some more music, and then I'll be okay. continuing with the alter ego as well. And cool. Um, if you've got something else to throw in there, then why not? I've got a lot of time next week, but um. Yeah, it depends what you want. Do you want something to uh, contrast to reading the book? So some music, which you would do in a different time, or do you want to do something a bit more researchy? What are you feeling? What are you vibing? No, mate, whatever you throw at me, man. Whatever you throw at me. I will assign you two things. Oh, um, and whichever one you feel like doing this week, you do, and then, then you can just uh, continue with it the, the next week just to shake things up. It's just because I know that we've done book, album, so I want to do something different cool. a little bit. Go for it. Um, so I'd like you to look up a guy called um, Ron Finley. Okay. He's known, uh, well, he's the self-proclaimed um, uh, gangster gardener is what he calls himself. But basically he's trans- he, he lived gardener. in Yeah, he lived in LA and was living in areas where, um, which were really, really run down and all you could get is like, a McDonald's or something or really cheap frozen food and stuff. So what he does and what he did was he completely transformed this significant area of LA um, so that people could grow their own food and stuff like That's that. Cool. And he's been doing a load of work with community and um, like people who've been on the inside and stuff and have just got out and need to uh, get their life together. He's worked with that and reducing crime and stuff like that. So really interesting guy. If you have a look, look him up. Tell me what you think about him. We can have a chat about him next week. Cool. Um, okay. So that if you're up for that, 
And I could also yeah. give you an album, or should we? We could wait. No, that'll do. I've got two things, mate. We're we're gonna struggle to talk about it all as well. Do you know what I mean? So hold fire. I think two things to be cracking on with is enough. Um, I'm gonna throw a documentary at you, and mate, this is this is oh, wicked. Yes. This is this is fucking wicked, mate. Strap yourself in. Have you seen Free Solo? <laughs> Sorry, the reason why I laugh is oh, um, I love that documentary. I rock climb. I yeah, uh, okay. I climb, and well, so I do a lot of rock climbing. And there's okay. a running joke in the climbing community when you meet someone who doesn't rock climb, and then they say, um, you, "You end up let, telling them it's like, oh, I like to rock climb." They go, "You rock climb? Have you seen Free Solo?" And you're just like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Oh um, well, but mate, it's, I haven't actually can't. seen Free Solo. Have you not? You little I've swine. Seen, yeah, I've seen giving me shit. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just my um uh my my friends that I climb with um um like I've avoided actually talking about it. But I've I've read a lot and like the National Geographic and stuff like that who actually did the documentary and the articles right. about it, but I haven't actually sat down and watched the full thing. Sit um, down, watch it. It's like an hour and a half, an hour and forty-five. Um, it's obviously about him free solo in El Capitan in Yosemite and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah mate sweaty palms and nerves and he's he's he, he's a really interesting character I think like watch it and also take note of his character because that's what yeah it's not it's okay. not just what he does but him as a human being and his mindset and like I, that's what I really enjoyed about the documentary is like okay what he achieves is amazing um, but actually an insight into how he operates in his head because let's be real like you've got to be fucking mental to climb something like that (laughs) without any ropes right you've got to be you surely you've got to be set up a little bit differently in your head um so that's why i really enjoyed it It it's kind of double pronged but watch that and uh Mm -hmm. yeah finish up finish off the alter ego effect yeah cool did you want to drop some music my way as well Um, you want more more music yeah let's just throw another one on top because okay uh, uh we've talked um, a lot about the alter ego so yeah i might have a little bit more to say next week but we'll see so some music to go along with it would be quite nice i'll give you my favorite album so tread tread carefully Ooh. when you come back <laughs> right. um, clapping, in, clapping in holes now right Obviously yeah can you can you guess which album do you know which album no. um I don't know Foles, mate. Okay. Only the two oh, couple well. of couple of songs that you've sent me. Okay, so yeah, fair enough. So the album is Total Life Forever. Total Life Forever. So I think cool. it's. I'm gonna say it's 2010. That album. I'm gonna have a punt at that. It's around about that. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, cool. Blue cover Ooh. with people like swimming on it. Yeah, it looks like that anyway. Oh, so I'm looking, at, I'm, I'm looking at the um, the track times on the side and I'm already quite interested because you've got some 50-second ones, but you've also got some seven-minute ones in there. So ooh, it's going to be interesting. So that is, yeah, the, the, the reason I've given it to you is because it's my favorite album. Um, and you went in deep on Mumford & Sons this week. Like, you went really deep. So, I mean, again, my surface-level review of that album I've given you is, I really like it. It's nice. Um, but it'll be... <laughs> That would be interesting okay. to hear what you make. Awesome. Yeah, you're maybe I will uh tell you some things that you didn't know before <laughs> about your own favorite album. Yeah, well it's a goodie. 
you've got plenty to do. I've got plenty to do. You've also got a quiz that you need to get prepped and get ready. So you yeah, should be finish off running around your yeah. You should be running around your flat finishing the quiz. And um, yeah, we'll do this again same time next week. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm going to check those out. I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye, mate. See you later. Ciao. Bye. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening, guys. If you had as much fun listening as we did prating about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.